and welcome to the 13th gate. We're gatekeepers. I'm Kat. I'm Amber. Uh, uh, hi, I'm Chloe. <laughs> Chloe was a little caught off guard by her intro. <laughs> so, today, um, we, we'd like to preface our topic um, with... A little bit of, no, I guess, a disclaimer. There is, this is, we're going to be actually doing a true crime, real life, um, serious topic today. Um, not that our other topics weren't serious, but this one's a little bit more on the, uh, we can't, we're not going to make jokes in the middle of it, I don't think, um, and whatnot. Type well, of, let's start off, Cap, by saying happy Pride Month. Yes, ha- happy Pride Month. Everybody. We are full supporters of everybody, love everybody, so this is kind of paying homage to the plight, you know, the struggle, the... It is, it is, it is a huge... The story, the miles yeah. that everybody has walked to get to where we are today. Yeah, some of these stories that we hear that that have happened, um, they need to be touched on every once in a while, they need to be brought up and remembered... Because they, the people in them, are some of the people who have paved the way for everyone to start towards equality. They they started taking some baby steps because of what happened to them, and because people are evil, um, and did the things that they did to them to bring us to um, kind of where we are today. They helped a little. I'm not saying they get full credit or anything, but they helped. It it did help. Especially in, in the in the eyes of like legislation and you know watching how we speak to people um, in in the police world how they speak to people as well. As always, if you want to reach out to us, tell us your story. We are always more than willing to hear it. Um, keep in mind, you know, if you need an advocate, somebody to vent to, we're always here. Our email is always available, and there are tons of advocacy groups that we could help get you in touch with. If you know you're having problems in your area, and if you if you need a new family because yours isn't supportive, uh, we got you. We, yeah, we support you. We'll adopt um, you. Yeah, we're um, weird, but uh, I mean, we've technically already adopted you since you're listening to this. You're ours now. Um, no take backs. No give backs. No no getting out of it. We've stolen you. <laughs> you're one of us. <laughs> what happened to no jokes? Oh, honey, we yeah. are the joke. <laughs> No, but seriously, you like we own you. Like you're you're part of the family. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Um, we celebrate a lot of holidays, and we go a little overboard. So, yeah. join us. We make our own <laughs> holidays too, like today. <laughs> What's today's holiday? Oh, Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a long holiday. It happens oh. every week. It does. It, it, well, it, you know, it's our religion. We have to have holidays every week. Always something to celebrate. We made it through another week. Which, you know what? It's a milestone in itself sometimes. <laughs> Still employed. Somehow. I'm actually surprised about that, too. So is our employer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... My... I apologize if you hear the wiggling of paper, but my notes got messed up. Um... Actually, I'm missing a page. Fine. I did not take it. Uh, is it on top of the, uh, thing? Right next to you. Do. On top of the box. Oh. Nope. No. I lost my notes. Um, <laughs> well, it, it might be over there underneath the, 
Yep, there it is. Okay, I found it. We have found it. Apologies. Ah, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> we do this in the kitchen, and sometimes things get a little chaotic. There also might be some alcohol involved to get us through uh, speaking to people publicly because we are antisocial. I'm also huffing a little bit of hairspray right now as I do Chloe's hair. So uh, if you hear a hiss in the background, it could be me or it could be the hairspray. Or it could be the Chloe getting burned because she didn't sit still. Okay. <laughs> On today, today's topic... Um, so, this all took place in 1993. Um, well, it took place before 1993, but it, it kind of, it it's a very 1993 thing. Um, so, I was, I was like 10, I'm gonna th- I think, and Amber would have been 8, I believe. So You want to subtract another year, sweetheart? You were 7? Yes. Okay. Three years, she been her. So then I would have been nine, because I'm two years older than you. You're three years older than me. 84, 86. Uh-huh. I'm two years older than you. You're the same age as Dan. Anyway. Uh, we, we need somebody else. Now that we've established we're old. <laughs> I'm not old. Yet. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Serious now. So... Our story today is the story about um, Brandon Tina. He was a transgender man uh, who was murdered by two assets, ignorant, retarded people. I don't, I mean, I don't. Well, the part about the story that really intrigues me is the fact that these were not strangers to him. These were people that he had associated with, um somebody that were in his inner circle well you're missing a little bit of the story here so let me let me start my tale okay here we um, go bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so brandon tina was actually born tina renee brandon in lincoln nebraska in 1972 december 12th was his birthday um he was born to parents Joanne Brandon and Patrick Brandon. His mother was only 16 when she was born, and he does have an older well, Yeah, he does have an older sister. Um, his dad died just before he was born in a car accident, so he never knew his father. Um, his older sister's name is Tammy. And um, basically, Brandon was... Brandon and his sister were both molested as young children by a male relative. So that's kind of where, you know, mom was, you know, single mom working, like, crappy jobs, you know, to, to feed her kids, take care of her kids. I'm, I'm, I'm think, I think this relative maybe babysat or was in the house where they were babysat or might have even lived with them. By the way, we are very supportive of single moms. Uh, yeah, hi, hi, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I am supportive of, of, of others and of myself because I am one. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so him and his sister were both molested when they were little. Um, I'm not 100% sure how long the molestation went on. It I, I couldn't find the answer to that. Brandon was a tomboy. And, and put tomboy in quotations because he, he, he self-identified as a man. 
Um, he loved life. He was full of it. He enjoyed sports, basketball, football, and weightlifting. Kept a boyish appearance from a very young age. Always had, like, really short hair. However, um, in a lot of the photos that I found, he does have a mullet. It happened. Um, it was the 90s. Yeah. I'm not judging. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look too terrible, like some of the ones you see now, but um, a mullet nonetheless. Um, it, what made it a little bit more rough on him, I guess, is he attended a religious private school. You know, so they have rules, they have regulations, they have uniforms. So I'm sure having to, you know, on your birth certificate, it says you're female and all that. And, you know, you have all the female parts. So they're making you wear that skirt. Um, hopefully they are not as, I guess I want to say old fashioned. Because, I mean, I, I personally identify as female myself. And I don't wear skirts. I don't like to wear skirts. My daughter, who is 12 years old, sitting right here, mumble, mumble, like, mouthing the words, I fucking hate skirts, <laughs> and making faces at them, so, or at me for it, so. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely want to wear pants. I, how about you, Amber? I don't like skirts. Yeah, I mean, chub rub is real. Yeah. Sorry, I... <laughs> I got thick thighs. Yeah, so, I mean, Brandon definitely had difficulties with the, the, the school's very strict rules. And I say Brandon as his first name, not as his last name. Um, some of the people I might identify as last name because that's how the website that I got my information off of did. Um, and because his last name technically in his mind was his first name, I rather would call him by Brandon. Because well, he deserves... That's yeah. what he wanted to be. Yeah, he deserves that. And calling, you know, saying Tina, Tina, Tina all the time kind of makes me feel like I'm using the name that he no longer associated himself as as a first name, and it just makes me feel icky. So I'm calling him Brandon. Um, but some of these other people might be called out by their last names just because that's it was easier to write that than keep looking back to figure out what their first name was. Um, so anyway... In his sophomore year, he moved away to live with a girlfriend. Uh, her name was Tracy Beals. And uh, that's when he started, like, exploring his growing sexuality. However, Beals was reportedly abusive. I'm not sure who reported that, but that's the alleged, that's alleged, 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 because I don't know if she's still around, alive, or if she'll ever hear this. I don't want to be sued. I don't, I don't know what she was. I don't know who she was. I don't know how she was. I can't attest to it myself. I didn't see it personally, so I'm not going to accuse people of things that I did not see with my own two eyes. Um, so allegedly, 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 someone reported that she was abusive. Brandon ended up back at his mom's. Now, your sophomore year, you're like 15, 16 years old, right? Because junior, you're yeah. like 17-ish, sometimes 18, depending, you know, sometimes you're a little younger, depending on how early. Well, most people graduated 17. 17, 18. So, so yeah. 16, like, 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was fun. By senior year, Brandon was fully uh, self-identifying as a man, and he was, uh, sometimes he was um, calling himself Billy Brinson, and then later on, he chose the name Brandon. And chose to be Brandon Tina. Um, I mean, I think it was a 
cute play on words to just kind of flip-flop your name around and then exclude your middle name. That was adorable. Yeah, it probably also kind of makes some mail and paperwork a lot easier, too. Oh, yeah. Just be like, oh, you mixed it up. Sometimes, yeah, because he, uh, you know, we, and, and I mean, the reason I thought about this story was because I listened to another podcast recently, and they, they did another story about a young man who was gay, and it made me think of this one, because this is the first, um, this was the first instance where I had ever heard of anyone being transgendered. No one I knew was, I mean, I mean, they might be, they might have just been hiding because it's a very difficult thing to come out, especially back then in the early 90s. In the um, 90s, it wasn't really a thing. Nobody, you know, it's, if it's, it was, nobody talked about it. Yeah, I mean, it's hard now, so just imagine, like, if going further back in time how hard it was, you know? Like, I can't, I can't even imagine how much the, these, the, the people are tortured and just, you know... How how just mortifying I mean, it is. your sexuality, people were beaten on a regular basis. So to not only have a sexuality difference, but to have a gender difference, you know, assignment, like, like that's right. I almost mean, like a double whammy. Oh, yeah. I, and, and it's just, you know, I, I it, it, people are just evil. They're just, they're horrible. Um, so he... Went from being a socially awkward teen at this point by his senior year to the outgoing class clown. That happens. Um, which I think is absolutely adorable. You know, I mean... I, you know what, though? I have to wonder, did he mask, like, use humor to mask things? I would assume he did. Because that so often that's what happens. The people that seem the funniest are the people that hurt the most. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I knew a lot of people who were... Tormented and teased, but they were very, they, they made jokes out of it and would make jokes of themselves before anybody else could. I mean, you got to kind of cut the underline first, you know? Right, yeah. So, um, his mother was not supportive of his transi- transition and uh, she refused to accept his male identity, calling still calling him her daughter. I'm also going to go out on a limb and assume she still called him by his birth name. Um, and referred to him as she, her, instead of he, him. Um, because if you're not, I mean, honestly, if you're still going to call them your daughter and you're not going to accept it at all, you're still going to use the opposite pronouns. I mean, there's always a chance that his mother sending him to a religious school was probably very religious herself. There's a chance. It doesn't mention it. I mean, it could also have been that it was the local school that was the best as well. I don't have any idea what the schools I mean, are like there. for a private school, you know, or a Catholic school, being right. a single parent, like, normally they're pretty pricey. Then again, I mean, it honestly might not have been that bad back then. Well, they're pretty pricey now. Yeah, they <laughs> are. So at 18 years old, Brandon lost interest in academics, and he attempted to join the U.S. Army, but he, unfortunately, he failed to pass that written exam. That happens. Uh, it happens a lot. Um... Toward the end of his senior year, he began, he was missing a lot of school, a lot of classes. He was failing those classes. Um, and he was literally, he was expelled literally three days before graduation in June of 1991. Oof, that's rough. Yeah. Um, somebody, and, and it doesn't say who described him as that. It doesn't, it doesn't make any statement, um, 
that I saw, but um, this one lovely thing that I found was that he was described as the ideal man hmm. uh, who was the perfect balance of rugged cowboy and athletic jock with a Kennedy-like jawline. Hmm. I was, I mean, I've seen the pictures. I mean, he's not my type. Because um, I know I have a type, and we will talk about types on, on on another podcast at some point. Oh, I have a type. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> he's not mine. He's not yours either. Ah. Uh. Um, but he was handsome. He really was. He was handsome. He was. He was handsome. He was very. He looked young. I mean, my type was the kind that I seen today at a BJ's. I almost threw him in the cart. Well, fortunately, I couldn't find a sales sticker. I don't know how much he was costing. So. Yeah. Well, he was like. I literally thought he was one of the beams holding the damn building up. He was so thin. <laughs> I felt like I oh, needed to feed him. him. I hope the beams holding the building up aren't thin. <laughs> it's okay, honey. I can fatten that sucker up. Not a problem. Right? I kind of felt like I needed to feed him. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> off topic. Ah, uh, yeah. Can we get a sound effect from whenever someone goes off topic? Womp <laughs> womp. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be like, yeah, train. Train derailed. <laughs> Um, so we had a handful of romances, um, but he was severely depressed from mm. lack of uh, support from loved ones and a severe trepidation of his own sexuality. Poor kid. Um, yeah, well, so, uh, apparently, um, you know, at some point during, during his 18th year of life, he attempted to suicide. That's a frequent problem in uh, the community. It absolutely is. Um, he spent a few days in Lancaster County's Crisis Center, where a psychologist determined that he was suffering from gender A, because apparently there's multiple. I'm going to have to do research on this. But he was apparently suffering from a gender identity crisis and personality disorder. Um, and the attempted suicide and the visiting with the psychologist... Also brought up memories of childhood sexual abuse. Oof. Um, now, I kind of wonder if the sister confirmed this sexual abuse from childhood, to be honest with you, or if they kind of did one of those repressed memory things that they used to do. Um, because a lot of the times, those repressed memory things really, I mean, it, they weren't 100%. And there are sometimes people choose one sibling over the other for a host of reasons. You know, so it was one of those things where, well, it was, I mean, honestly, it said both of, both him and his sister were abused. So it was one of those things where I wonder if she actually confirmed it or if during this stay, this doctor tried to do like memory repression therapy to see if there were anything else underlying to go with this suicide attempt. Um, but I have no idea. So, upon his release, he began therapy, uh, but he abruptly stopped. Not ever, he, he, you know, he didn't get the help he truly needed. And he stopped because he began engaging in compulsory behavior. Um, he was forging checks, stealing credit cards. And this was mostly to buy girl, gifts for his girlfriends. Like, he, yeah, it's, it's sweet in a messed up way. It, it really was. Um... In 1993, now we're jumping ahead a few years, but in 1993... He was faced with multiple warrants for theft and forgery, so Brandon left his hometown of Lincoln and headed for a place where no one knew he was biologically female. 
So just before his 21st birthday, Brandon arrived in Humboldt, New, um, Nebraska, um, where he was basically looking for a fresh start and a place where he can solely identify as a man. So this is where you got that care. You have you were like this is somebody he he knew. They didn't know he wasn't a man. Well, no. What I meant by that was the people that ended up having the issues with him were people he identified as friends. Right. Um, but that's where it becomes a hate. Like it's kind of part of where it becomes a hate crime because they didn't know he was a man. And as a man, you share some some stuff with your friends that are other men that you normally wouldn't share with a woman, you know? I mean, us women, we share things with each other sometimes that we wouldn't normally always share with a man. I mean, if we're, if it's a husband and that we're, you know, we're really like that with or whatever, we might. But there are times where you have issues that you don't tell, you know people and guys that you know or are really close with i know there's times i've done it too i mean it, sometimes though it's also easier to speak with somebody of the same gender because they'll have more likely the same outlook on or the they've had, involves... they, there's a possibility they have some kind of uh, empathy for the situation being as they may have either experienced it themselves or possibly you know know about it better i mean i know i would ask you things about um our our bodies before i would go to mike or one of the other guys yeah they're emts but they don't got the it's in the bits right so i'm gonna go to somebody i know has the it's in the bits that i have and be like hey uh you ever experienced this did your contigger contiggerate <laughs> right <laughs> you know. And, no, mine does not. I mean, <laughs> I, I can honestly picture some of the looks on their faces, me trying to explain what's going on and what the problem is, and being like, do you think that's normal? And they're going to be like, uh, mayday, mayday. Well, how there's a good chance you'd have to draw a map for some of them. You always a story talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting yelled at. You should... Y'all should see this look on her face. I, I'm listening to the story and you stop okay. it. Okay, okay, okay. So he moved to Humboldt, New Nebraska. Nebraska, Jesus. Nebraska. And now he can fully identify as a man. Nobody here knows him. So they don't know anything, you know, whatever. He quickly falls in with a new group of associates, which include John Lauder and Marvin Thomas, who he pro apparently he goes by Thomas instead of Marvin. I guess I could see why. Nissen. And he also began dating a 19-year-old young lady named Lana Tisdale. Um, but, of course, money is an issue, because when is it not? So, Brandon began forging checks and stealing credit cards again. Oh, Brandon. Right. That's what I said. So, uh, <laughs> this is where this all catches up to him. On December 19th, 1993... So, this is, like, right after his birthday because, again, December 12th was his birthday. So, December 19th, 1993, Brandon got arrested. Um, when Lana Tisdale showed up, so when his girlfriend showed up to pay his bail, much to her surprise and confusion, she found that he was being housed in the female section of the jail. 
This was her first awareness that Brandon was trans. Brandon did try to explain to Lana that he was intersex, is what it is what the um, thing said. However, there's no evidence to support that claim. And I'm not sure if that means there's no evidence to support that he told her that, or there's no evidence to support that he was. Hmm. Um, but he did tell her that he was interested in seeking gender reassignment surgery. Of course, money's an issue, so that stuff costs lots of money. And with the previous suicide attempt, um, I know, I don't know if they still do it, but I know when I first started hearing more and more about transgender, and if anybody is transgender on here that can actually give us some of this insight, uh, we have a shit ton of other questions, by the way, um, please let me know if I'm wrong or right or whatever. However... Um, I, from what I'm told, they used to make, um, anyone, any candidate trying to have the reassignment surgery go through therapy sessions to see if they were psychologically able to handle all of it. And by all that I pro I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm assuming, again, this is just my guess, but I assume that it's the emotional, um, the emotional stuff, the physical stuff, the possible harassment from other people and all of that that you might go through. Well, it's also, is this a whim decision or is this a legitimate, you actually feel this way? Possibly that, probably, I mean, most likely that too. I mean, I would hope so. Then again, if it's a whim decision, I don't think you're going to sit through as many doctor's appointments as you're going to have to sit through all the time. Some of them might try. I mean... You do have people out there who are obsessed with, like, plastic surgeries and stuff like that, so... They just like doctor's appointments in general. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there might be some people that... Which will be another podcast, because we have to talk about the young man who made himself look like an elf. And the other one who made himself look like an alien. Because they're very interesting, unique human beings, and I feel like we need to be friends with them. Okay. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say was, you know, when it comes down to it... There are some individuals who really do, like, the attention of surgery and doctors and everything else. So, I guess it's a possibility. There's also, I think, a lot of people that don't realize the permanality that comes with this. Absolutely. Also, the stigma and everything else. I mean, there, there's a lot of layers to it. Uh, it, it there really is. Um, now, despite his attempts at identifying as a man, unfortunately, Nebraska... Humboldt's Nebraska, I don't know if it's all of Nebraska, but Humboldt at least, they like to do that lovely, lovely thing where they post your name and your crimes in the papers. Well, it's supposed to be a deterrent for crime. But... Right. Um, I know Florida does it. I believe um, Pennsylvania does it as well. Some places do. Some places don't. It really depends yeah. on the county and township. Um, however... Uh, this is when the entire town found out that he was really she, in biological terms. Um, as you can imagine, some people were surprised. Some people were confused. Probably had a lot of questions. Some um, people were also, I'm sure, were angry because they felt duped or lied to. Right, which is where this story kind of comes to. Shortly after a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Christmas Eve party, 
Brandon was confronted by um, John Lauder and Tom Nissen. I think I'm saying that right, but it's N-I-S-S-E-N, so it's Nissen, whatever. Um, it could be Nissen. I don't. I don't know. Um, Lauder had previously dated Tisdale, Lana Tisdale, um, at some point. So this kind of really enraged him. I'm not as exactly sure why it enraged him so much. Um, I mean, I guess it's emasculate. It could be, you know, to those. Well, if you, you normally trade up when you get a new thing. And I guess if you're being shown up as quote unquote masculine man by a woman. Masquerading as a man. I mean, that's how she, apologies. That's how he identified himself. However, in this, or in... Lauder's mind, you're masquerading as a man and you think you're better than me, like, what the hell kind of thing. Like, he, he felt emasculated, I would assume. Um, but many men feel emasculated. They go out and buy, like, ridiculously large vehicles or really ridiculously fancy cars or uh, whatever, you know, midlife crisis stuff. They don't always murder people. So, I don't, I don't condone... Murdering people if you feel emasculated. Don't do that. Absolutely not. Don't do that. Um, now, if they really do, like... If they deserve it and you can, like, give me a good reason, I might be like, alright, but you were still stupid. Uh, murdering they, them is not the answer because letting them live and be miserable is a hell of a lot more, you know. Yeah, I've never understood people that kill their exes. I mean, I personally like watching them suffer and torment themselves for the rest of their lives. It's actually kind of beautiful. And Facebook is a wonderful thing because you get to watch it. Unfortunately, yeah. back then, you couldn't. But yeah, and you get stalked on it. Anyway. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, back then, there wasn't advocacy groups that are readily accessible. You know, there wasn't people who can connect with as easily. Right. And a lot of transgender people were hiding. I mean, some of them might have been hiding in plain sight, but a lot of times they hid who they were for many years until they felt comfortable and safe to, you know, open up and be like, no, this is who I am. I mean, even in the main cities, it wasn't mainstream yet, not in the 90s. Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, like I said, um, I I didn't hear about it in 93. I heard about it when the movie about uh, the movie of Boys Don't Cry came out starring Hilary Swank. Um, that was in 1999. And I can tell you that was the first time I had ever even heard the words transgender. Um, and the way that they portrayed it in the movie, um, now that I think about it and kind of go back, I didn't understand throughout the entire movie that he was trans. I thought he was a lesbian. He just liked girls and that wasn't supposed to be allowed. So he hid it by dressing like a man. Um... I do think I am going to have to watch that again just because I need to see if I see the different, you know, light now that I'm older and I understand a little bit more. Well, I've never seen it, so I definitely would like to see it. Well, movie night, guys. <laughs> um, so, and um, now, again, Lauder was, like, really enraged by the fact that Brandon was biologically female. So these two pieces of trash decided to force Brandon into a car, drove him to a remote area in Humboldt, 
and physically restrained him, and both of them took turns raping him. Now, I don't know, because in the movie, as far as I could tell, um, technically speaking, in the in the movie the, what I watch, which is, I mean, it's also it was also dramatized because it was a Hollywood movie. But from what I could tell, I am not a hundred percent sure he was um, deflowered, possibly. So, but I, I don't know how far the sexual assault went with that family member either. But if that's the last time a man touched you, was for through sexual assault like that, how terrifying! I mean, these are also people that you you had some level of trust with. Right. That now are angry with you. Right. For no reason, really. I mean, you're being you. Absolutely. And you, you like, I can't even imagine how terrifying that that must have been for him. Especially because, you know, you're not attracted to men. You're, you're not, you don't enjoy that at all from men you you don't get it from men and I mean to be honest with you depending on how things were between him and the girlfriend if they were sexually active which I mean it did show like one scene where they did engage in that um but she didn't do anything to him he did it all to her because she didn't know in that scene in the movie that he was a he that he was not actually biologically he So, it's one of those where if you haven't had sexual intercourse like that in a very long time, things tend, they can tend to tighten up. And that's going to be even more excruciatingly painful than if you are sexually active like that. Well, more so than just that though, if you're scared or whatever, you tend to tighten up. Right, your muscles lock. You know, and then you also have the fear factor of... What are what are your actual intentions? I mean, if you don't know where somebody's trying to go or what they're trying to do, it's absolutely terrifying. Right. I mean, and then you have this person who identifies as a man and these two men are doing this. The other question is, number one, what sexually transmitted diseases might you have? I didn't even think of that. That you could times. be giving, like, you know, the victim. And another thing is, is this... this you know, Brandon was biologically female, so there's a chance that he wasn't on birth control because he didn't, you know, men don't take birth control. So, if he's not, he could have gotten pregnant if they released inside of him. Yes. And, I mean... Well, think about it again. 90s, birth control wasn't a major... Right. The pills weren't now like they are now, and to get birth control was a hassle and a half. There was no plan B next day. Absolutely. And I mean, how, what kind of a, I mean, honestly, I think it would have thrown him into another identity crisis to be pregnant and find out you're pregnant when you identify as a, like how, how, I mean, I can't even imagine how that would have made me feel if I were in that situation. I can't because I don't identify as anything other than... I'd find it absolutely traumatic. You know, like... And then how do you how do you go about, you know, 
a pregnancy. Like, well, you also have to wonder: Are you taking um, testosterone and everything else? Because that's all going to affect things. Right. I mean, as far as I know from everything, he wasn't transitioning at all at this point. Okay. He had just, you know, he he said that he wanted to. Okay. Um. So nothing, none of nothing, you know, other than the want to transition ever came about. Okay. Um, so after they were done, um, tor, you know, like basically tormenting this poor young man, they took, they drove him back to Nissen's house and threatened to kill him if he reported it. Um, and I guess they were going to try and keep him in the house. Like, I don't know what they were, like, I don't know what the plan was, you know, at that point. Um, but... Brandon ended up sneaking out of a bathroom window and get he got to Lana's Lana Tisdale's house Tisdale's house, um, where she then promptly called an ambulance. Uh, he was taken in the ambulance to Fall City Hospital, where they conduct they did they did a rape kit, and you know they called police because if you're doing a rape kit, obviously you have to call police. Well. And it's horrifying to me. However, I have to say I'm not surprised because of when, you know, the time period this happened in. The victim report turned into into an interrogation. Um, Sheriff Charles Lowe, I I think that's how it's L-A-U-X. I'm going to say, I'm going to assume it's Lowe. But this sheriff blamed Brandon for the assault and um, saying, like, oh, you asked for it kind of stuff. Um, yes, he, he, he definitely, you know, turned around to these two young men who were very straight young men and said, rape me. When he literally identified as a man, dressed like a man, talked like a man, walked like a man, acted like a man... Essentially, other than biology, was a man. But, but you know, that's, that's you know, but that's like, uh, you know, us females wearing a tank top and a knee-length skirt and saying, getting raped, and they, them saying, oh, well, you asked for it because you had on a tank top and a skirt. No, screw you, okay? Screw you, Sheriff. You're an asshole. I hope you got whatever was coming to you. I hope that karma bus, like, Ran you over, backed up, and ran you over again repeatedly. I mean, I've literally been told as a woman before because I unfortunately have a very large chesticles, chest area. Thank you, Morbid Podcast, for that. That um, term. <laughs> that I ask for sexual advances. Of course, because you know clearly I pick my endowment. That oh, has yeah. nothing to do with genetics. Yeah. Thanks, Mama. <laughs> um. You know, this officer also made inappropriate comments about his identity. You know, like making fun of him for, you know. Oh, because that's for How he identified himself. Um, Now, I do want to say that Brandon's mother did later file a lawsuit against Richardson County and the sheriff for their neglect treatment. And she was awarded nearly $100,000 in 2001. So he died in 1993, and that lawsuit took her several years to, to finally settle and, you know, get something out of it. Um, I have no idea what she did with the money. 
I have my own personal opinions on what she should have done with that money. Um, especially because you just got awarded money and you didn't even you you didn't even accept him for his identity. Do you think she came to terms with it though? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I would so, like to hope she did. I would like to hope she did. Unfortunately, it was after he was gone, but I, you know, um. So Sheriff Lowe interviewed Tom Thomas Nissen and John Lauder, but he didn't arrest them. Um, he didn't arrest them at all. Now remember, these two pieces of trash told Brandon that if he reported it, they were going to kill him. So, being furious that he did actually, he, that he went and reported them, even though they said, don't do it or we'll kill you. On December 31st, 1993, Nissen and Lauder went to the house where Brandon was staying. Um, apparently, he Brandon was sleeping. They shot him at point blank range, and then they stabbed him. They also killed the other two adults that were in the house, Lisa Lambert and Philip Devine. And Philip Devine was dating Lana Tisdale's or Lana Tisdale's sister. Um, at this at the time of his death, and they did this all in front of Lisa Lambert's eight month old son. I'm going to assume that they left the baby in the house after they killed everyone and went and did their thing. Um, which means you left an eight-month-old child alone in a house calling for his mommy who is probably laying in her bed or on the floor dead. Because you shot her. I mean, there's got to be a special level of hell for that kind of shit. Like, God, I I'm hope so. sorry. Like, I hope we got ran over by an actual bus. Yes. And then backed up again <laughs> and again. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there's just no excuse for that. I mean... Right. You just literally left... For, for what? For what? Because you did something wrong and you got called out on it. You got in trouble for being but, complete horrible okay, people. Okay, but they didn't even really get in trouble. They didn't even get arrested. But here's the thing. Then you're going to turn around and you're going to take a mother from his... For, yeah. You know, a and I mean, from at, a child? At eight months old, I get, I get that some people are going to, you know, and the, some people might argue, but I mean, I don't know what... Did the child live? Yes. I don't know what he would have remembered at eight months old. Here's the thing. He might not even realize They've actually done a lot of research lately to show that traumatic incidences um, or times when a mother is presenting a high level of distress, it can actually imprint on a child. Well, I mean, can you can you imagine having to be the family member who got custody of him after all of this, having to explain when he was old enough, like... What happened to his mom? I mean, I think that's one of those things where you'd have to, as they're growing up, explain, you know. Little by little. Little by little, you know. I mean, my children are very smart. They're very independent. They are very smart-minded. Um, I mean, not all the time. I'm smart? Yes. Shut You know you are. I'm not that smart. <laughs> you are. No, I'm not. And, I mean, I've had to explain difficult things to them. I've had to tell them a family member who we care about has passed away. I'm sure this that won't be the last time. Um, however, I don't know how I would even go about explaining something like that to them. If something happened to, like, their dad. 
I have no idea how I would, you know, like, and, I and think I'm talking raise, about before you were born and before you met him. I think raising them up with pictures and images and letting them know, you know, mommy's in heaven. Absolutely. And little by little and bad people did bad things because they were mad at somebody else. Like, explaining it little by little, I think eventually they would come to know the story without ever having to really have... Right. But then again, I mean, come on, imagine, imagine, you know, you not, you, you doing that still, but at a certain age, someone else's parents, like, know who they are, and they actually are like, oh my god, that was, you know, he, his mom was killed by da 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 there's a movie, there's a documentary, and then them having the child watch a documentary, and you don't even know that they're doing it. Like, this other kid is showing it to them because their parents told them about it and showed it to them, and them seeing these things and not understanding exactly what really went down. I mean, especially, like, because, I mean, I, I, 1999, I was, like, 16. We and figured I it still didn't understand. 93. The kid was eight months old. So when the movie came out. He was, like, six-ish. Approximately, depending on when his birthday was and all that. Like, he was, like, five, six, maybe seven. But still, like, even a few years later, you know, like, some parents are just assholes like that, and will be like, oh, you know, oh, that's your friend, what's his name, and they tell them the, you know, they tell them their friend's name, and then they're like, oh, okay, and then later on they're like, yeah, no, I know what happened to his mama, this is what happened to his mama, and blah, 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 and there's a movie, and blah, 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 blah. And then this other kid going, hey, like, you want to know what happened to your mom? I know what happened to your mom for real. And the kid going, what do you mean? And going, oh, here, watch this movie or this watch this documentary. You know what I mean? And that the child didn't do it, you know, isn't going to do it, like, out of malice. And, I mean, technically neither did the parents. But people don't think sometimes before they do shit. No, I mean, unfortunately, you you know, my mother was not the best of people. And over the years... People would say things in front of me, and then they would stop me and be like, oh, wait, did you know that already? No, I didn't, but thanks for informing me. Right. And then they would always like, oh, well, well, don't tell anybody I told you. Okay, well, now this is stuck in my head, so thanks. Yeah. Luckily, um, these two trash bag people were arrested on the same day. So Lauder and Nissen were arrested the same day it happened, and they were charged. With murder. Both were found guilty of murder. How many counts? I hope all counts. Um, I, I didn't find any. I didn't really see where it said, but I assume all three counts. Um, Nissen received life in prison in exchange for his testimony against Lauder. Which, I mean, good. You deserve to rot in there because there was no reason for what you did. Mm-hmm. Lauder received the death penalty. Oh, mm-hmm. that face. However, in 2015, Nebraska abolished the death penalty, giving Lauder a life sentence. Woo! Um, I assume they are both still alive and both still, or obviously they're both still in prison. Um, Brandon's life story has been retold in, uh, you know, a few different publications. 1998, uh, there was a documentary called The Brandon Tina Story. Um, the... I read that before. Okay. Okay. I, I never read it, but I heard the the. Brandon you don't read it. Story. You. It's I a, never it's read a... it. I never listened to a read. Yeah, it's a video uh, documentary. I, I just heard of it, and I'm like, 
Okay. Where did you hear it? I don't know, actually. I don't remember where I heard it, but I know I heard it Yeah, it could be anywhere for, for you. Like, YouTube, school, wherever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Because this is the first time I'm, I'm talking about it. They had the very first online Guggenheim art project um, was about him. I don't know what a Guggenheim art project is, to be yeah, honest with you. Neither do I, and I feel like I'm going to try and discover it because I'm curious about what it is, and I would also like to see how they honored him. Um, and then, of course, like I've mentioned before, 1999's Boys Don't Cry, starring Hilary Swank as Brandon, and, uh, Chloe Sevigny as, uh, Lana Tisdale. Um, I have to say, I, I remember, like, the movie, um, vaguely, and I remember the movie being a big deal because they were having, you know, Hilary Swank played him, and I remember there were mixed reviews, some people were, like, before it came out, people were afraid that she wasn't going to be able to get, do it justice, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but afterwards, a lot of people were, that I knew about, now I don't know about the trans community or the LGBTQ plus, yeah, we'll go with that because there's another thing, there's another thing in there that I I don't remember, I can't, it's, there are so many different letters and stuff and I appreciate you all. ABC plus. I mean, yeah, um, (laughs) I got questions about all that, too. I need that explained to me since, you you know, all the stuff was changed because, like, there are so many new things within that world that someone who is kind of hiding under a rock like me kind of missed. And uh, I would like to educate myself further on all of it because I feel like if I don't know, then I can't help. I can't advocate. I can't you know, fully support it because I can't say that I, I, I know. And I would love to understand it because everybody deserves to be recognized. Absolutely. I mean, keep in mind, we are the type of people that go to the parades and support. But we're holding up the sign. We'll adopt you. Come for yeah, a hug. Like, yeah, they, they, I can't, I, I, am, I, I, I mean, I am very, very, very upset that they canceled Pride because... Not even, I mean, because of COVID, but I feel like it was, under, there were underlying issues there. But I was going to find a reason and an excuse in a way to bring my children to their first Pride this year. I want to go to a Pride Pride. Um, we will go to one eventually, I promise. It will happen. Even if we have to make our own. Can we go? I mean, I was totally all about dressing up as the characters from Alice in Wonderland. You know, we're all mad here, but come join our family. You know, the thing we gotta do is we gotta dress up as the Alice in the Wonderland characters, but the opposite gender. I like it. A girl cat, boy Alice. I like it. Girl Mad Hatter. Okay. I'm all about it. I like dressing up. I have to find a red tux because I'm gonna be the Red Queen King. Work that out. Who would I be? Hmm. The Mad Hatter. No? You want to be Alice? I'm not really. I think... You know what? We can get you a blue tux. You can be Alice. Looking all fancy and dapper. Nice little tie. I have... We'll dye your hair blue. Why blue? 
Why it's gotta not? be yellow. Oh yeah, we'll do nice blonde. I mean, I'd totally cut my hair. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna have your hair match the dress, but whatever. Well, it's Maybe we'll do blue tips because she had a blue bow. Oh, we could do white. We could do it white and then put blue tips. We are getting off topic again. Sorry. I had. I had. I had. Uh, please write in if you support that, cause yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you have ideas. I mean, and and we're gonna. I'm gonna. You know, I'm a little behind on posting on the Instagram. Um, pictures from last week's. Uh, topic, um, but I am definitely going to hop on this week and post pictures of last week's, and I am going to do this week as well. I will post pictures of Brandon. I will, um, I will find the other two victims. I will post pictures of them. I will not post pictures of the two assholes to the, who, who did what they did because they do not deserve recognition. Um, and I feel like I, by saying their names as many times as I had to for the story that we've given them too much. Look at you look at her. I'll post a picture of a trash bag, I guess. Like a full trash bag. They're probably just gonna look up the name. I feel like that's even too much homage. Probably. Um but you can find us on Instagram at 13th Gatekeepers. Um we have um 13th Gatekeepers at Yahoo.com and you spell out the word 13th, not the number and the TH. So, T-H-I-R-T-E-E-N-T-H, gatekeepers, at yahoo.com is the email. Um, our email is kind of lonely, so if you want to, like, help us out and write in and make it not so lonely anymore, that would be cool. Um, we will always get back to you. It might take us a hot minute, but we promise we will always, always, always respond. If you need help, advocacy numbers, or just somebody to vent to and tell right, your story to. like, DM us. Um, We're around. Definitely DM us on Instagram. I I check the Instagram. Um, you know, it, it's... We want to hear from you. We want to hear your story. Um, if you have information to share with us, to educate us, because we love to be educated. We love to learn new things. We love to learn things that we've already learned that we think we know that we don't really know. Because I'm sure there's a lot of things that I think I know that I absolutely don't know because I don't live your life um i do i do identify as something i can't exactly say 100 percent what it is because i don't want to say that i identify as bisexual fully i have had one relationship with another female however i prefer men i prefer to look at women I think they're beautiful. You appreciate aesthetics. I do. I do. I mean, I'm attracted to them as well for the most part. There are a few that um, that I enjoy. I, I, I mean, you know, things like that. I feel like you connect with people more on a mental level than you do on a physical, actual, like... I, I, I kind of do. I kind of do. I mean, but I've also... I also have noticed that my type in girls is also similar to the type that I have in guys. Interesting. It is, actually. It's fascinating. Um, I like athletic, dark hair, blue or green eyes. Brown is cool, too. But, but but like, dark hair and, like, blue or green eyes, like, I, I, I'm a bubble. Like, you could melt me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm only into dudes, and I definitely have a very... But she's my wifey. <laughs> a very unique type, yeah. <laughs> Kids know we're both their mom, like, they can come to me with anything. 
I'm either bi or lesbian, not that into dudes. Huh? That's okay. We love you either way, kiddo. I find girls more attractive. Okay. And you're still you're still figuring out exactly what you like and identify as both male and female. Okay. Because I'm prince. I know there's a term for that, but I don't know what it is. But I'm a girl prince. Someone help us, please. So I'm a male and a female. Okay. So, I don't... How do I... We identify you as Chloe until you change it. I need help with pronouns here now, because that's confusing. I don't know what to pronoun you as. You know what I always wondered? You're just Chloe. So you know <coughs> kids' names, right? Mm-hmm. They seem little childish, but... But then you hear their names as grown up, and they're grown up, and you're like, okay, that that seems like a grown up name. You know, I know something really funny. There are some names that you just you look at, you like, you can't picture them as children names, like the name Harold, Margaret. Margaret for me is like an older woman. Yeah, yeah, same. it's my grandmother's name actually. Um, that was my great grandmother's name, and that is my great aunt's name. George, George, I don't, I cannot see George's child. I see yellow and cowboy hats and monkeys. Curious George. Oh. (laughs) 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 I'm like, excuse me, what? Yeah, there are, there are names where you're like, you were ever a child? I I can't imagine. For me, names like Amelia and stuff like that, like Abigail, like they are. Karen. I don't see, I don't think Karens were ever actually children. I literally think they, they come out like, as 30 year old women that are mad. Oh, absolutely. I need to talk to your manager about this hospital bed. It's dirty. <laughs> yeah. It's too blue. And I feel like they're always born with the same haircut. I don't know why. Like, it's just like the mandatory Karen factory setting. Oh, it definitely is. It has to be. <laughs> it really just is. Wait, what if there's a Karen? Oh, that's kind of bad a little bit. I don't. Uh, only a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty sure she probably identifies as her middle name if she is because, like, she, she's, she's listening our kind to of people, us. Yeah. Um, I feel like she identifies as, you know, her middle name. But whatever we, you identify as, though, we, you know, we support you. You know what? Rock we, it out. As people, we, we support you. We, we, we do. However, we are not the friends who sugarcoat stuff for you. We will oh, tell no. you you're stupid. If you, if you are a friend and you are a Karen, we're going to be that friend standing behind you in that line, smacking you upside your head, telling you to apologize because you were absolutely wrong. Absolutely. That there is no reason (laughs) to have a conniption like that over something you can't change because you're not happy you're not getting your way. We don't deal with temper tantrums. How do I deal with temper tantrums, Chloe? My brother, my brother would just laugh it off and be like, wow, you're funny. He would. <laughs> he definitely would. He identifies as something other than, he's an, he identifies as bisexual as well. Uh, but he's playing video games at the moment, so. He likes to wear bras. He's identifying as a video game right now. I'm pretty sure he identifies <laughs> as a male, but he likes bras, so. Well, he might be a queen. Alright, he's a queen. Noah! If we can get him to focus long enough, we might be able to get him on RuPaul's Drag Race. Us. Um, are you a queen? If you don't feel like saying we're still on air, do you feel like a queen? I mean, you like no. bras. All right, come here. Come over here where I can see you. You're behind me. I can't see you. How do you identify? Human. 
No. Do you identify as anything specific? Any like, are you bisexual? Are you straight? Bisexual. Are you, you know, do you think you're a girl in a boy's body? Are you bisexual. trans? Like, you think you want to be a drag queen? Bisexual. No, 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 no. You could be bisexual and be a drag queen, child. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, no. You don't want to be a drag queen. But you wear bras and skirts. You, you can go. You can go Man. to Hawaii and wear one of those coconut bras and. Uh, and no, I got my husband in one of those ones. It was hilarious. He was go out in the front yard and do that here. Whatever. <laughs> we will support you. Now, I do want to end this the podcast um, in a few seconds, and I'm with something I am going to post. Um, I'm going to post. Um, you won't get to see my house. Sorry, guys. Um, mystery intact. However, for the first time ever, we put up pride flags. Um. To show, physically show that we support everyone. And I believe it was, what, like a day or two after I put up my flags. Because I got two of them. I remember. I went to go... I think I was leaving for work on a Friday. Yes, you were. And I went to go out. I went outside and I started to walk to my car and I saw this piece of paper on the ground. And I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, there was writing on it. And I'm like, oh, maybe one of the kids dropped something or something. And I picked it up and I opened it and inside was a cute bracelet um, with black beads and in, in between like the sections of the black beads were rainbow beads, like rainbow, it was like a rainbow. And it was, there was a note that, you know, pretty much, um, that it, it states that, you know, like, um, actually, I'm gonna grab it because my brain is malfunctioning at the moment. Um... But it, it states, if I can get it off the window without mm. ripping it. It's not that hard. Ripping it. <laughs> stop. Stop. I'll go see what I got the tape. No, just stop, please. I already got it. Uh, it says, happy Pride Month. We love you. You are valid. Um, whoever left it, which I found out it was a young lady. Um, I don't know her name. I don't know who she is. How'd you find out it was a young lady? Uh, Grammy spotted her. Um, but in response to her very, very loving, very adorable, very much appreciated note, um, what we did was I took a sticky note and I put it on there, we love you too, I forget, I think I said something else as well on the, on our note, but, you, you know, I think we said, we said, we, I think I said thank you, we love you too. And because I wanted to make sure she saw it, I took the note, I stuck the sticky note to it, and I stuck the note in my window so that if she walked past the house again, she could see. Now, I did know, my mom did tell me that she, the young lady did see, and she came up onto the porch and she snapped a picture of it. And then she laughed discreetly. And because she didn't want to be, you know, she didn't want to make herself known, we, we left it alone. We didn't go out and approach her, you know, we didn't want to make her feel any type of way. Um, you know, so I'm sure she felt happy that we responded to her note. And I do have the bracelet still, and I love it. It's adorable. It makes me smile every time I look at it, every time I put it on. But it's such a little act of kindness that meant so very much to an entire household. It did. It really did. Um, 
we we loved it. Like we we were like I mean I, I I went into work. Amber um Amber and I worked together, and I went into work, and I was so excited to show her my bracelet, and just be happy and you know all of that. So you know we we do appreciate the small things. Absolutely. Thank you guys. You know you ever like we said before need advocates. We're there. You see us out at Pride. Come over, give us a hug, give us a high five, whatever you're comfortable with. We're all there, you know? Excuse We're in this together. You guys like? Nope, but uh, you see people with the sign? It's us. <laughs> Congratulations, you found us. <laughs> We're real. <laughs> uh, we, I give hugs. We may someday let you guys know who we are. We may, we may not. Um, uh -huh. You know. You know, it, 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 we'll see. We'll, we'll think about it, we'll discuss it. Um, and we'll get back to you eventually. All right, you guys, we're going to lock up the gates for tonight. Like we said, you want to contact us, please do. And we really appreciate everything that you guys do and everything you go through. So have a wonderful and beautiful night and happy Pride Month. We love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Have a great Bye. night. Bye.